This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 815 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. Today we have Good Neighbor Isabella First Taylor. She's with Compass. Isabella, how you doing? I'm doing very well this morning. Getting ready for the storm, but we're doing good. <laughs> as are we, and as I mentioned to you off mic, we're about to evacuate the island. Hopefully it's here when we come back, And uh, but you are in a safe, uh, high ground place, right? Yeah. And uh, in worst case, you can always jump on a horse and <laughs> right escape <off>. that way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the way they used to do it in Florida, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so, Isabel, let's start first with Compass. Fill us in on what you're doing there. So I'm a real estate agent at Compass, and uh, Compass actually was bought, uh, Compass bought the company that I used to work for called BX Realty uh, last year in April. So we all became Compass agents. Not a bad thing because <laughs> um, I, while I love the other company that I used to work for, uh, Compass does offer a lot of technology and um, the marketing is, you know, second to none. Mm. So it definitely has uh, helped, you know, a lot of my um, my business, you know, to get to another level. And, uh, you know, in, in real estate, especially, you know, with COVID, uh, you couldn't really show houses in person, you know, so I didn't stop. I just said, you know, I'm going to take a video and I'm going to, you know, do virtual tours and ended up uh, being one of my really good years or better years. Yeah. You know, this year is, is even better. So, <laughs> you know, it's just going up and up. Yep. Yep. I uh, love that. That's awesome. Tell us a little bit about then your journey. How did you get into real estate? Um, well, I've always wanted to be uh, involved with some sort of real estate or houses because I always wanted to be an interior designer. And um, that journey was a little bit too hard um, coming from Germany. Um, I already did college over there. And then um, the interior design course would have been like another five to six years added on. And I didn't want to be in school the entire, you know, my entire like younger life. Yeah. So um, I chose to become a real estate agent. And, you know, I mean, before that, uh, I was bartending and I was a waitress, you know, while I was uh, going to school to, you know, become a real estate agent. And I also sold timeshare in Hawaii. I lived in Hawaii for seven years and oh come on there and um wow it worked out really well because i actually learned how to sell and that is very beneficial when you become a real estate agent turns out (laughs) where in hawaii were you i lived on maui oh wow that's like maui and Kauai. yeah actually i lived on Kauai for a year and a half and then i moved to maui and I stayed there for seven years, and then I moved back to California for um, maybe eight months. But it was so expensive that you know I just said, okay, this is not working out. Plus, it was too cold because I became yes. such a wimp with the weather because of yeah. Hawaii. And then the <laughs> next best thing was Naples, Florida. <laughs> oh my goodness! What a great story! I love it! I love it! So, how about mis misconceptions in your industry? What do you hear that you can speak to? Well, um, the problem, I think, with, um, you know, the whole real estate market as a whole, you know, people like I always make a joke and I always say when you move to Florida, you also get your real estate license because everybody is a realtor 
but that doesn't necessarily make you a good real estate agent. But the problem is you see it on TV, you know, the TV shows, they make it so easy. Um, you dress up nice and you show a multi-million dollar home. Uh, that is definitely not how real estate works. Um, <laughs> I mean, I take it to the extreme because I go above and beyond for my clients. So I clean the places I have cocked and hung up, you know, curtains and, you know, try to fix certain things. And then I do the landscaping. I stage the home. So I do much more than most real estate agents do. Um, but it's definitely not putting on a fancy dress and, you know, showing a multi-million dollar home, especially right out of real estate school. That's, I think, the misperception that most people have. And that's the, also the reason why most agents don't don't go past six months in the industry because they get a rude awakening when they get in. You know, yeah. I work seven days a week. Um, I barely take days off. My phone rings from seven in the morning till 11 o'clock at night and I answer it, you know, yeah. but yeah. that's also why I'm a successful real estate agent in town, you know? Yeah. And to your point, you know, you know, you, it seems like you have a very good eye for little things that can make a big impression uh maybe on a negative side you know like you just just caulking right and yeah. and and uh, to walk through the house with your interior design eye to be able to pick out things that hey little changes could make a uh, uh could mean the difference between getting an extra five grand or maybe losing the sale absolutely so, uh, yeah. 100% yeah. agree i mean time and time again um you know i mean we're going back into a more stabilized and normal market where it is important that, you know, these properties are displayed to the best they can be displayed. And you actually have to know what you're doing. And, you know, I mean, when we were in, in COVID frenzy, you know, I mean, people just cut corners and I never did. I always displayed all my properties the same way I did before. I got my professional shots done. I did my videos and you know, it shows because I sold 68 homes this year. You know, I mean, while other people are um, slowing down, I'm I'm rising even higher. And, you know, it's because people see what I do and yeah. it is important. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Good for you. So how about then outside of the working hours, the few hours that you have, what are you doing for fun? So when I'm in my off time, generally what I like to do is my plant therapy so I have an obsession with planting and uh, my um, 3.5 acres is at this point a sanctuary and yeah. it's like a little park. But because I grew up in Germany, a lot of the plants I have here are very European. So I have a lot of boxwoods and cypress yeah. and olive trees, you know, not, not too much tropical stuff besides the palm trees. So. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's but... what I love to do. And then, of course, you know, um, be around my horse. So that's yeah. definitely calming. Well, have you always had a horse or was this a, a Florida kind of evolution? No, I actually, um, I grew up, uh, riding, yeah. but I didn't own a horse until about 10 years ago. And yeah. um, yeah. I actually uh, got her in Hawaii. I rescued her oh, wow. and, uh, brought her over to Florida. So she has a lot of, um, <sighs> flying miles <laughs> so so they fly horses uh, is that is that how it's done yeah yeah so um she got put on a barge um from okay. maui to oahu and then um from oahu she went onto a cargo plane 
to wow. Long Beach, California, and then they trucked her. Oh my um, lord! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and and how was she? I mean, it, it take time for her to kind of recover from all that not at all no she's always been a very grateful horse and every time i moved somewhere um she would get right off the trailer and be like okay well i guess this is my new home now you know (laughs) versus other horses they would you know be more dramatized but she was always as long as that horse has food she's fine yeah Uh, wow very cool (laughs) jeez okay so how about when it comes to uh, hardship life challenge, what comes to mind a period of time that you were challenged, you got through it. And now looking back, you can say, um, because of that, I'm better for it. I'm stronger. So uh, one of the hardships that, you know, I can definitely look back on is, um, you know, talking about getting into real estate because um, it was a very tough journey. I mean, I thought that it was going to be not as, as hard as what it ended up being, I thought I'm going to have a lot of German clients because German is my um, first language. And uh, that did not pan out that way. When I used to sell timeshare, they used to put clients in front of me. So all I had to do was sell the client. But uh, in real estate, you have to go get your own clients. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to do that because I didn't know anybody here. So, you know, as my bank account started depleting because I didn't have any customers, it was very hard and I wasn't going to ask my mother for help. Not that she wouldn't have helped me, but it's just, you know, I have more pride than going asking people for help. Right. So I, uh, at the real estate office that I was working at at the time, I walked into that broker's office and I said, look, I need to be put on customer sites where I can get customers because I'm a 30% closer and I can't find anybody. I don't know how to do that. So he did. But before that all happened, you know, my bank account got depleted so much because I had to pay for rent and, you know, all kinds of stuff that I had like $500 to my name. Um, And I usually have a $5,000 emergency fund, or at least back then I did. And uh, it got to the point where I had to pay the first month's last month's and security to move into a place. And I had literally $500 to my name. So the first rent payment that I had to do when it was due, I had to borrow from my broker because I wasn't going to ask my mom for money. So I got an advance and I also had to pay for my horse's board. And so I didn't have any more money left to do that. So the person that I, I had my horse at, I uh, made a deal with him. I had uh, I was married before and I had a previous engagement ring and a wedding band. So I traded that in for uh, some money and then some free board for a few months. You know, while I while I got the whole real estate thing going and uh, he actually just had me sell his farm not too long ago. I'm actually still under contract with that property. But the hardship is when when you struggle. And so I understand, you know, what it means to struggle. And you if you just keep doing, you know, and working hard and keeping a process going you can rise to the top. There is no doubt about it. You know, if you make excuses or you're constantly looking for handouts, that's not what's going to help you in in the long run, you know? So um, with hard work, and like I said, I still work seven days a week. 
I created myself a little slice of paradise here. And, you know, I'm very proud of that every day. But looking back, it was a tough journey, like to get to where I am now. Yeah, yeah that, that's, thank you for sharing that. You know, it's, it's, it's so easy to look at someone who's successful and say, oh, you know, he or she was lucky or, you know, everything's wor- falls their way. And, and, you know, that's rarely the case with anyone who's successful and uh, would have been so easy, as you said, to, you know, go to mom or, or, you know, pull the covers over your head and, and geez, you know, give up. Right. And, and you didn't, you took action and every day you got up, it probably many days didn't want to, but you just, you knew, you know, yeah. there's a way out. I have Absolutely. faith in myself and, uh, yeah, good for you. Well, you know, they say that, uh, you know, the United States is the land of the dreams. And I still believe that, that if you apply yourself and you work hard, uh, there's no reason why you can't be successful. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. um, everybody has yeah. tough surroundings and, you know, everybody has problems in life, but, you know, you just have to work through them. And it can be very tough. I'm not going to lie about that, you know. But uh, no, you just yeah. have to want this bad enough yourself, you know, to I, I wanted to be successful and I wanted to make me living in the States work. You know, I, yeah. I didn't yeah. want to go. Not that, you know, it's bad to live in Germany. I loved living in Germany, but I just I really love the United States, you know, for the opportunity that, that you get here. And it, besides, it's much warmer here. Yes, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I paid my yeah. dues for the winter, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. How about one thing you wish our listeners knew about you and your compass? What would that be? Well, um, I mean, so many clients already know I go above and beyond for people, yeah. you know, and it's not because of the money necessarily. It's because I really, truly like helping people like it. The, um, I mean, people don't obviously know this because they're not in this industry, but when you find the right house for somebody and that, you know, smile that people get on their face when they finally find the right place and you get it for them and you win the negotiations, it's it's the best feeling, you know, because yeah. I know that I, I did something good for somebody, you know, or being able to, to help. I, I have a an elderly client that I just helped move from a, condo that I was selling for her into a retirement facility and, you know, me being able to do stuff like that, it, it, it makes me happy. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like the joy of, of my, my job. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I know we have listeners who want to get in touch, want to learn more, Isabel, what's the best way for them to do so? Uh, you can reach me at 808-446-6628. I'm always available. You can text me or call me. And if I don't answer, then my assistant, Megan Burnett, will be happily get in touch with you or um, reach out to me and and get the message to me. But I'm always very communicative. So the wait is usually not that long. It's usually just a few minutes. So (laughs) even if it's at 11 o'clock at night, as you say, really, I mean, there's (laughs) clients that can tell you she returns the phone call even at 11 o'clock at night. (laughs) (laughs) man. Well, Isabel, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for being on the show. We wish you the absolute best going forward there. Absolutely. Same to you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You guys are doing an awesome thing. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.